We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It is Tuesday. It's September 5th. It is 2023. We have 10 baseball games to talk about here on today's podcast. Joined today by my buddy, Keith Eiser. Eyes 819. Keith, what's happening, my friend? Not too much. We're just talking a little bit pre-show and we've got opening week of football next time. Obviously, we've got this nice little 10-gamer here to break down, but then we've got football this week which is always exciting but good month of baseball left we got some playoff races to pay attention to um exciting time in sports for sure yeah fun times man um i mean yeah ready for football can't wait kind of exhausted so i mean that aspect of it but you grind through that kind of stuff right you just grind through it so um pumped to have you back for football this week or this season um so you know you and i will be doing the NFL morning grind on late Wednesday nights for live recording, um, typically 11-ish. Um, and then 
it'll be out in podcast form on Thursday morning. It'll only be main slate like it has been the last few years. So uh, we won't be covering any of the showdown stuff. But yeah, very pumped for football to be back. Um, Derek in chat says I scored 149 and didn't cash. Yeah, the early <laughs> slate. A um, lot of scoring. A um, lot of scoring. Cole Reagans continues to just do his thing. Uh, we have highlighted in detail um, his new pitch mix has been phenomenal and uh, keeps getting these good matchups. And, you know, we talked about him on the podcast yesterday as being like the best point per dollar pitcher on the slate. Well, everyone thought that because he was popular. Um, so, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, a lot of scoring on Monday. You know who didn't score on Monday? I didn't. I played terrible in disc golf. I'm sad. All right. Um, <laughs> Keith, we got 10 games. Let's jump in and have some fun. Um, this one just seems so familiar and so fresh. We have Detroit at New York. Garrett Cole and Fido facing off against each other. Uh, any in- interest here in Alex Fido? Um. Just this New York lineup is is not all that imposing at this point. Um, just the the thing is, is he going to have the leash? Like um, he pitched out of the bullpen last time, or what? What happened in his last game here? Seventy nine hundred against the Yankees. Like it's a tough price tag. Yeah, they did say like he was going to move to like a long relief type of role, and then. Um because joey wince like i think like wince he like pitched behind wince and like threw an inning and wince came back and like i don't know i don't know what the leash is um i don't i just honestly like he's 7900 he's against the yankees in yankee stadium like i don't even feel like i have to sweat this today like he's the same price as brady singer against the the white Sox. like i would much rather attack that or Fiat against Colorado. Like we're gonna we have pitchers in this range. I just overall um don't see myself using Fiato today. Garrett Cole's 12k. Um gets one of the worst offenses in baseball, just faced this team, only put up 24 fantasy points. I say only Garrett Cole should put up more than 24 fantasy points against Detroit on a on a typical basis. Um any interest here in Cole at 12k? So I've been trying to save money as much as I can at pitcher here recently. You talked about Reagan's. Um, it just seems like that's been the, the proper build. Of course, we, we had the Braves in, in cores, and then we had Toronto in cores. So we've been pri- prioritizing offenses, I feel like. Is there that elite offense that we need to prioritize on this slate? I'm not sure. Um, obviously, Garrett Cole is great. He, it's a great matchup. I just, I'm not excited to pay 12K for, for really any pitcher not named Spencer Strider at this point. Um, the strikeouts have been down for Cole compared to where he's where he was when he was an elite guy. Um, I think I'm going to try to avoid going up here as much as I can, but it's obviously a great spot. It's a lot easier to fit him in because we do have some cheap pitchers today um, that make a lot of sense. But I will say, like, this seems like a really good spot today for Philadelphia. And they're kind of expensive. Um, so I think that they're an offense we want to pay up for. Um, I think with Waldachuk moving from Monday to Wednesday or Monday to Tuesday, we are going to want some Toronto bats. They're not necessarily that cheap. Kyle Freeland against Arizona. Um, Miles Mikolas against the Braves. I mean, that's the one that jumps off the page, right? Miles Mikolas against Atlanta. In, in Atlanta. So, um there's bats to pay up for. So I, I mean, I definitely agree with you as far as like 
there's we're gonna want to pay up for some bats today um we got a windy wrigley game like 15 mile an hour is blowing dead out to center um with kyle Hendricks facing off against um like a bullpen mania game for san francisco like so yeah pitching um 12k is a lot to ask for garrett cole could garrett cole pay off this price tag i mean yeah of course he can it's detroit he could go out and strike out a bunch in this game but on the flip side of that i, I think that Bassett against Oakland under 10k. Um, there's some other guys that we could take some shots on under 10k. I like if I had to project a pitcher to score the most fantasy points right now, I would say Garrett Cole. Um, sure. So you know that's that's kind of where I'm at, uh, just in general here. So um, I am not playing any Detroit bats. I know they got to him a little bit. Um, Riley Green going on the IL on Saturday definitely hurts this lineup. He was he's been one of the hitters that has been solid throughout um, this lineup. But overall, just no interest for me in Detroit here. Yeah, I I don't have any interest either. I mean, the only thing is if you want to try to find a home run, um, I would try to do it with somebody cheap. Like I don't love spending up for Torkelson or Carpenter. Um, against Cole, um, Parker Meadows is probably the name that, that jumps out. 3,300, a talented young outfielder. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely not stacking against Cole. Problem, like, you're not even just facing Cole, right? You're facing the best bullpen in baseball. Like, the Yankees have yeah. the best bullpen in baseball. And I think, like, as a Yankees fan, like, that's the frustrating thing. Like, your bullpen's so good. Um, and you're just not having a good year. But, yeah. Um, doesn't hurt my feelings. <laughs> um, spoken like a true Red Sox fan. Yes, All right, sir. let's talk uh, Yankees bats here. Uh, you know, Fajardo, um, he's definitely someone you want to, you know, pick on with right-handed power bats. You know, his struggle this year, he has a 352 Woba to righties. His XFIP is almost five against righties. His whip is 1.4. Home run per nine is 2.8 or 2.08 against righties. Like, this is the type of guy you want right-handed power. Well, guess what? The Yankees have plenty of it. Um, I think you could stack the Yankees today. Like not only is like Fido potentially an average to below average type of pitcher, the Detroit bullpen is not good. So um, in Yankee stadium, I, I definitely have some interest in the Yankees bats today. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. Great ballpark for, for hitting. Um, you've got elite power bats judge, obviously leading the way. Um, Everybody else is kind of cheap, like Stanton and Torres, 4,500, 4,600, like completely fine with those guys. And then everyone else is um, under 4K. Volpe, I really like at 3,700. Um, Jason Dominguez is a, a switch hitter, so he hit, he'll hit left-handed against Fajardo, but still like him, he's he's shown off some power. Uh, great young prospect there. Um, he, any, any of the young guys, I'm, I'm fine with that. Like, I think it's it's Judge and then Torres would be my second favorite. Stanton has just struggled a little bit, um, but then fill it out with a, with a couple of kids and it's a pretty affordable stack. All right, moving on. We got Mets at nationals, New York Mets, Washington nationals, nine total Mets, a one fifty favorite. We got Quintana and Corbin battle of the old lefties here. Um, Jose Quintana, 7,300 against Washington. Any interest here? Quintana has actually been like sneaky good, which is, <laughs> weird um i don't love this matchup against washington obviously a very high contact opponent they've been much better against lefties as well um he's not my favorite pitcher down in this range but i, I don't think you're crazy if you wanted to take a couple of shots on Kandana. yeah 
I don't think I'll pick on him as far as like stacking against him in this spot. Um, I I definitely don't mind some of these right-handed bats, but my problem with Quintana is it's not like he's a huge K guy anyway, typically throughout his career. Um, and I mean, right now he's like slightly below like a strikeout per inning. Washington is a team that's going to put the bat on the ball. Um, they might not have a ton of power, but they're definitely better against um, against lefties for sure. So I don't have a ton of interest in Quintana. I probably won't play him here. And I know for certain I'm not playing Patrick Corbin. Yeah, uh, not against this Mets team. Um, and it's not in City Field either. We're, we're in Washington for this one. So um, no Corbin for me. Uh, Mets bats. I think Pete Alonzo, man, is should he should be at the top of list today. Will he be? It's tough to say. Um, Atlanta's in a great spot. We're going to talk about them in the next game. So Matt Olson, when Atlanta's in a good spot, is definitely going to get some ownership. But dude, I I mean, it's hard for me not to have a ton of interest in Pete Alonso going up against Patrick Corbin. Yeah, he's, this is a great spot for him. Um, ballpark upgrade, Washington, a better hitters park than City Field. Um, and it's Pete Alonzo against the lefty. So sign me up. He's only 5K. I think that's a great price in a great matchup. Um, I like Lindor as well. Um, Alvarez has been reverse splitsy. He's been better against righties than, than lefties this season. So like the full stack, Corbin has actually been serviceable compared to like the last couple of years, he's turned his season around and he's actually been okay. Um, but I, I mean, I still have a ton of interest in these Mets bats. Um, Ronnie Mauricio, one of, one of the better prospects in the game, um, has second base eligibility plus shortstop. So that's really nice in the middle infield. If you're looking for a cheap bat with some upside, he's got some speed as well as power. Um, uh, who's the other Vientos Vientos. looks like he's banged up a little bit. Yeah. But big, big power prospect. He's cheap as well. Uh, but yeah, it's it's Pete Alonso and, and Lindor, the, the real targets here. Yeah, he sat Sunday. They had Monday off. Um, could potentially be back in the lineup here. He's like 2.5K. I like that. Um, Lindor, I mean, I like I would start like my three man with Lindor and Alonzo and then just play a cheap bat that cracks the lineup. Um, whether it be like the two prospects that you were just talking about. Um, they got Tim LaCastro at 2K here um he could be potentially in the lineup here um as well with all those lefties they have in the outfield so he probably a little bit of a pinch hit risk but um i mean this could be a good spot for him to get some at bats so he's 2k uh washington dude lane thomas is on fire um this guy is scorching hot right now um three games in a row with at least one home run what are your thoughts here on washington bats yeah, I mean, 5K for Lane Thomas seems like an awful lot, but he's been incredible, and especially against lefties this season. So despite Quintana having some some success, I still have interest in, I would say, a mini stack of Nationals here. Uh, Carter Keboom has been really good against lefties in yep. his career. Good for him for for making it through a year almost fully healthy. He was once a big-time prospect and dealt with a ton of injuries over the last two or three years. Um, Riley Adams, if he cracks the lineup, has been good against lefties. Uh, Alex Call, if he's in there, is 2,700. Um, so I'd, I'd play Lane Thomas and then try to find a couple of these cheap cheap righties who have had some success against lefties. Yeah, Kaboom, like you mentioned, he well, he's in AAA most of the year. So, yep. Um, but yeah, he he's someone that what he has three home runs in like 10 or 11 games that he's played. Um, so good for him. 
I like, uh, yeah, definitely don't mind him. All right, St. Louis at Atlanta. No total in this game. Um, it sounds like Sorica is going to pitch for Atlanta, but the reason that there's no total out here, um, yeah. But the thing with like the thing with Sorica is he pitched in AAA on Saturday, so I I don't think I don't know. Um, oh, that was an older report, so I don't know. It, it's expected to be Sorica. Um, and then Miles Mikolas pitching for St. Louis. Um, any interest in Miles Mikolas? Definitely not in, in Mikolas against this elite Braves offense. My job's just to ask you, okay? <laughs> um, Sorka, at, at one time, this guy was a massive prospect. Um, you know, kind of, he's pitched a little bit this year in. Um, the majors, but he's definitely spent a lot of his time in AAA. He has 87 innings, 92 strikeouts. His swinging strike rate, um, close to what it was in AAA 2019, like pre-injury. Um, strikeout stuff, decent at 26% this year. Generates ground balls, um, doesn't typically give up a lot of home runs. Do we have interest in Sorica against St. Louis here at 7,100? I mean, he's cheap. That's that's one nice thing that we can say about him. Um, just looking at some of the pitch counts from the minors, he's been up to like 98 pitches a couple of times, 99. They they have not pushed him over 100. Recently, they seem like they've pulled back a little bit. Um, 75, 81, and 73 pitches, his last three starts. So if we're looking at a 75 to 80 type of leash here, it's hard to see a ton of upside. Um, obviously, he's coming back from injury. He still isn't quite 100% back to, to what he was. Um, but the price tag, I think you have to take a look here. Um, it's St. Louis, and it's it's hard to want to pick on St. Louis. They're still a pretty good offense despite a really disappointing season. Um, so, like, I don't think I'm going to go here very often, but but he's in play if you if you really needed to save some money and get down here. Yeah, honestly, like, so everything I read about him, um, like, was they're limiting in his innings this year. It wasn't even, like, pitch count. It's, like, innings. So that worries me. He goes out and he has, like, four or five good innings, and he's at, like, 60 pitches. Are they going to yank him because they're worried about his innings? Um, I mean, yeah, I like the price. He's not my favorite cheap play. We we have some options today. Um, any interest in the St. Louis Bats? Um, like I still think Soroka has talent and I'm not necessarily running to, to full stack against him. Um, I don't mind a couple of, of one-offs here and there. I think Gorman is, is my favorite Duke bar. Um, Tyler O'Neill is, is cheap with big power. Jordan Walker is maybe starting to come around a little bit here. Um, he's got a couple of home runs in his last couple games. So, uh, yeah, not not a full stack for me. I still have respect for Soroka, even though he's not quite back to what he was. I still think there's talent there, but I don't mind trying to find a home run or two against him. Yeah, home run chasing. Um, honestly, like my my favorite play would probably be like Edmund because he gives like second base some upside. Like he has stolen base upside. He has power. Um, he's been getting on base and running a lot still. Like so, Edmund would probably be my favorite here from St. Louis. On the Atlanta side, the stack is very much in play today. Um, it's just making them work price-wise. Like, Miles Mikolas is a very hittable pitcher. Um, St. Louis, 
is a team that the, their bullpen just continues to get worse. So, I mean, I, I think the Atlanta stack top of the board today, but again, like going back to that conversation about Garrett Cole, uh, just because I think they score the most runs and like points, you know, are they going to be efficient, like pricing wise? Because I mean, these dudes are expensive. Like there's, it's so hard to make an Atlanta stack work, even outside of course, like you are going to be playing like Harris and Arcia, um, Darno, like, and just Eddie Rosario type thing. But yeah, I mean, this is a, this is a spot where they have a tremendous amount of upside in the spot against Mikolas. It's just making it work. Yeah. I mean, Mikolas just, he's not going to miss any bats. So, you know, there's going to be a ton of balls in play. We're in Atlanta. It's still hot there. Ball ball's been flying all summer long for this offense. Um, it's the pricing. Um, I think you, you're going to have to do things like play Michael Harris at the bottom of the order. Um, if Travis Darno ends up cracking the lineup, that helps make the stack a little bit cheaper. Um, but yeah, you, you definitely have to make some sacrifices. You're not stacking one through five Braves. It's just, it's too expensive. Um, we don't have any like super punt pitchers where we can, there's no 4k guy where we can make this work pretty easily. Um, so you're going to have to make some sacrifices, but the upside is, is absolutely elite. Uh, Michaelis is, has not been as good as he has been in years past. He's he's never been a strikeout pitcher, so ball's going to be in play. Should be a lot of hard contact. Um, the Braves are tremendous. It's just a matter of being able to fit him in. Seems to be the typical like way right now, for sure. They're always in play, but where do we find the money? Chicago White Sox at Kansas City Royals, nine and a half total. Pick them game, Singer and Seas. Um, straight up 108 both sides here. Um, Dylan Seas, 8,800. This guy doesn't – he can't decide if he wants to pitch well or not this year. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just at that point. Um, what are we? What are our thoughts here on Seas at 8,800? Like, beginning of the season, man, I'm, I'm, we're, we're talking about, like, how do we not play him? And, like, as the season's gone along here, it's like, how do we play him? <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's been a roller coaster ride. He's always been a guy similar to Blake Snell, where you're you know you're getting a ton of strikeouts at least, and you kind of put up with the walks because you you know you're getting the strikeouts. Well, now the the walks have gotten even worse, and the strikeouts have come down. So it's it's a difficult and never a fun roster um, to play Dylan Cease, but now he gets this great matchup against Kansas City. The price tag is is very fair. Um, I mean, when Dylan Cease is on, he's a 30% strikeout pitcher. Um, he's been down around 26%, 26.5% this season. So we haven't quite seen good Dylan Cease near as often as we did last year. But like you said, coming into this year, he was like a favorite to win the American League Cy Young. It's been a really rough season for him and the enti- entire White Sox, really. But Cease is a, is a big reason, plus the offense. Um, but Cease has struggled a ton this year. I'd like this matchup for him. Kansas City is a team I, that we've been targeting quite a bit here. They strike out plenty. Um, not not a ton of power on the other side. I mean, if you can get around Bobby Witt, there's there's not a ton else in this lineup. So I'm definitely interested in Cease. It's never a fun roster. Def, definitely hasn't been this year. But if you're willing to uh, to hold your nose a little bit and just hope that he – racks up the strikeouts to offset the walks, then then he's certainly in play in this matchup. I think I'm more likely to stack against him today than play him. Um, but when you do get like that Dylan Cease type game, 
like he easily pays off this price tag. So I can't disagree with you um, on everything you said. Like, don't watch this game. <laughs> right. Check in in the seventh inning and hope that it's like not 10, 10 runs stored by the Royals. Um, Royals have been kind of rolling here recently. They've had some big games. Um, I know they had a big game on Monday. So, I mean, I don't know. Dylan Cease has just been struggling, man. Like, how do you go negative against Oakland? <laughs> like, and I mean that in like the nicest way possible. But like, yeah, I don't know. I, I struggle here with Cease. But if he's on, he could easily be the best point per dollar pitcher um, on the slate. But he just really hasn't been that guy. He's building a really cool disc golf course, though, and I can't wait to um, potentially play it um brady singer on the other side of this game 7900 singer has been all over the place um as well coming off a of paternity list um hasn't pitched since um august 25th which kind of worked out i think for kansas city because they were being very careful with him like innings and pitch count wise um so like him missing a week and a half might actually have helped that um fine bullpen He's not expected to have any type of restrictions from what I was reading uh, from the beat writer. And 7,900 against the White Sox, man. I, I have some interest here in Brady Singer today. Yeah, I, I do as well. Uh, like you said, it's kind of been an inconsistent season. Um, Singer's had his, struggle, his struggles, don't get me wrong, but there was a nice, I don't know, six, seven, eight stretch start there, eight start stretch there. Um, where we were excited to play this guy. It, it had really seemed like he was figuring some things out. He was, He's always had a long leash. He was regularly going over 100 pitches. The strikeouts were starting to tick up, and it looked like Singer was was really turning a corner. Um, and then he had a couple of bad starts in a row. So maybe maybe he was just a little bit worn down, and this rest will, will kind of do him good, like you said. Uh, absolutely love the matchup here against the White Sox. Um, they've been one of the worst teams in, in baseball against right-handed pitching, so – not a, not a ton of threats, not a ton of resistance from the White Sox. Singer uh, on a couple extra days rest. I I like this price tag here at seventy nine hundred. Um, he's not a huge strikeout guy. He's been around twenty percent on the season. I think there's a little more in there than that. Like I think he can be like a twenty four twenty five percent strikeout guy. So seventy nine hundred, six innings and and seven or eight Ks wouldn't surprise me in this spot. He's at twenty four percent last year. So I mean, he's definitely yeah. someone that can push it but i mean he faced seattle like two out of three starts and they got to him in the second start and he pitched in wrigley against the cubs team that was like they're hitting everybody right now so um you know i mean anyone that doesn't have kids too like you know how that last few weeks of pregnancy is um it's exhausting <laughs> so i'm just saying like he just got back from the paternity list um might have just been tired i mean um yeah, maybe he's going to be tired now, but um, he's a Major League Baseball player, so he should be fine. Um, dude, I, I mean, I have a ton of interest in Singer. Um, hopefully he shows up and he is that Major League Baseball player today because I, I know I'm going to be playing him probably on two of my three teams today. I'm very, very interested in Singer. Dude, just no interest in the White Sox. As, as long as, like, Robert is out of the lineup and they did say, like, Wednesday or Thursday is what it sounds like for him with the quad. Um, with him out of this lineup, like – the lineup is just even worse than what it typically is. There's a ton of strikeouts. They, they very seldom walk a lot. Like it's just not a high upside stack spot for me. Um, I'm just not playing the white Sox today. Yeah. I mean, you're not excited to click on any of these names. Like you said, Robert's been their best, best guy by a wide margin. Um, 
I'd prefer them against lefties, certainly. Uh, like, I'm just – Benintendi's not a fun guy to roster. I think he's, he might be the best option here. Maybe Eloy at 3,800, but I'm, I'm not looking to pick on Singer. I, I definitely prefer the Singer side of this. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have much else to add. I, like, even as a, a mini value stack, like, I'm not not excited. Like, Benintendi, Mancata, Andrew Vaughn, maybe. But, like, there's just not much here. Yeah, I just it's hard for me to get excited about playing this team. Um, maybe Sosa at like twenty two hundred if he cracks the lineup, just because he's cheap and hit should hit fifth or sixth here. But he it's not like he's great either. So, uh, Kansas City bats. I mean, I have interest. Like the way that Cease has been pitching and like not missing bats this year and his walks, like stacks can easily work out, and they've worked out many times against Cease this year just alone. So, I think that if Cease is off the stack could easily work. Do I want a full stack? Maybe, maybe not. But I I think that this is a team that has some upside in this spot and they're not expensive. So like maybe I look at like a four, four Kansas city, Atlanta stack on one of my builds today, using some of the value for Kansas city and attacking some of those expensive bats with Atlanta. Yeah. I, I like that call. Um, the problem with that is, is Bobby Witt is, is 6,300. You, it's it's tough to want to play this team without him. Like he he's obviously the star of the show here, um, but it, it's not a great matchup against Cease, in my opinion. Um, I know he's had his struggles here, but I, I guess you have you have the stolen base upside, right? Like if Cease walks Wit twice, you could end up with two or three stolen bases out of that. So that like that angle, I, I'm okay with this. Um, Cease is actually not giving up a ton of home runs this year. He's under one home run per nine. Um, so. I, I like your angle on the, the cheap guys. Massey at 3,200 would be a guy I'm interested in. Melendez at 3,400. Really like that. Uh, Lofton, a guy that was just recently called up here. There's a, a little bit of power in, in that profile. Um, so don't mind that. Um, they're, they're cheap outside of, of Wit and Sal Perez is, is 4,400. That That's perfectly fine with me. Everybody else is, is really cheap in the 3K and 2K range. So um, I'm, I'm on board with the mini stack here. Yeah, especially like Cease's like strikeouts to lefties has dipped so much this year too, and he's giving up more fly balls. So like taking shots on Massey, taking shots on like um, a Drew Waters at twenty nine hundred who finally is starting hitting. Like he's finally starting to put some hits together. Um, you know, uh, you know that type of guy. Like you mentioned Lofton, like just taking some shots here on these cheap bats, pairing them with that expensive like Atlanta stack. And I agree with you, like. If I'm doing a 4-4 Kansas City, I'm probably taking like one cheap Atlanta bat to offset, you know, trying to get Bobby Witt in my lineup. So uh, then it gets you off of Arcia too. And I think Arcia will be pretty popular in Atlanta stacks because he is like one of the cheaper Atlanta bats today for what it's worth. All right. San Francisco at Chicago Cubs. No total. Obviously, night before Wrigley expected win of it says like everything I looked up and I wait for Kevin Roth for this, but everything I looked up night before gives us like 14 to 17 on our winds blowing dead center. Um, Manaya pitching in this like opener role, three innings, whatever. We probably get like Jacob Junis opening for Manaya and Manaya coming in in a long relief by the end, of, by the time this game starts. Uh, and then Hendricks, uh, any interest in Manaya? If I knew he was actually going to pitch for with 100% certainty, I, I would have some interest here. He's only 5,300, which um, he's had some strikeout stuff. 
the Cubs have, have crushed lefties this year, so it's not a great spot. The wind's blowing out, but he's 5,300, and he's, and he's got strikeout upside. Um, when you add in the risk that he may not even come into the game, I just I don't think I can make the case to play him. Um, it's not a good enough spot. Like, if the wind were blowing in, then yeah, sure, take some shots, and you're okay eating a zero if he doesn't uh, doesn't even come into the game. Um, because it was, it's worth the upside play if he does enter the game and can throw five scoreless innings with six strikeouts or something like that. It's hard to find a scenario where something like that happens. Um, not, I don't think it happens often enough with the wind blowing out here where it's worth taking um, the risk of the zero if he doesn't come into the game. I don't think I can do it, um, but I, I hear what you're saying, right? Like I hear like if you're going to try to get Atlanta and you need some value, Manaya four or five clean innings might pay off 5,300, but uh, the Cubs have been great against left-hand pitching, like you mentioned, and Sean Manaya just his walks, man. You start walking guys in Wrigley with the wind blowing out, one fly ball, like... You can turn into four nothing real quick. Yeah, real quick. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no no real interest for me in Manaya. Kyle Hendricks is 8,300. Um, I, I cannot touch this price for Kyle Hendricks. Nope. Yeah, he's just there's no strikeout upside. He's actually been a decent real life pitcher this this year. Don't love the he's got a home run problem anyway. You had the wind blowing out, and that that obviously makes it very tough to play him. Um, shout out to Justin Steele. I, I was on a strikeout prop Monday. He absolutely shoved career high in strikeouts for him. Uh, Twelve strikeouts Monday night. So like this this San Francisco team strikes out twenty, but Kyle Hendricks isn't isn't the guy that uh, that we want to target it um against. Hey, Justin Steele's a lefty, right? He is. Yeah, Giants continue to be the worst team in baseball against lefties. I'll keep saying it. I'm just saying. They have been awful. I don't care what the numbers say. I know they're not. They're probably not last. I'm they're, they're top. They're, they're bottom three for sure, I think. Uh, yeah, third, I, knew, I know this. They're third worst in strikeouts because that's that's part of the reason why I wrote up Steele. Yeah, there you go. You guys should subscribe to Scores and Odds. Keith is on fire. Um. Yeah, interest a little interested in the Giants bats, not a ton of interest. Like I'll chase some home runs here, like Jock Peterson, uh Flores, but I hate playing Flores at first base. Um Yaz is really cheap at like 3k. Cheap shortstop with like Brandon Crawford maybe. Like he's a guy that if he gets the ball up in the air has like home run type power. Um yeah, just kind of chasing home runs for San Francisco today. Yeah, I'm I'm a little more interested than you. Um, like the lefties in particular, like San Francisco does this pinch hit thing, which ju- will just drive you insane. The Cubs don't have a ton of lefties in in their bullpen. Um, only one, I believe, at this point. They they use Mark Leiter a bunch against lefties. He has a, a nasty splitter, so he he is good against left-handed uh, hitters. But they don't have a lefty where they're going to come in and match up Jock Peterson lefty lefty, and Jock's going to get lifted for a pinch hitter. Like I don't see the the risk being that high in this game for that type of thing. Um, and it, it's Kyle Hendricks with the wind blowing out. He's not he's not going to miss any bats. So there should be plenty of contact here. I love Jock Peterson. I really like Lamont Wade, um, JD Davis, another guy that that I really like. Um, we'll see what how how good the wind looks. Um, but if we're talking about fifteen mile an hour plus winds uh, blowing out. Um, I, I'm certainly interested. I uh, love the Cubs today. I think that they're a team you could pivot off the Braves. They're, I mean, not as expensive, but they're priced up for sure. Um, Shamanaya, like this is definitely a spot. I like Swanson. Um, Young Gomes at catcher, I think is interesting. Horner, Bellinger, 
surprisingly has been really good lefty lefty this year. So I don't think I would leave him out of my cub stacks. I know he's expensive, but um, he's another guy that I think you could play um, Hap and then Candelario, the two switch hitters. Like I, I think the Cubs are in a great spot. And then um, Shamanaya's strikeout rate is still really good against righties. I don't think I would go with a ton of Patrick wisdom today, just because you, you want to, target wisdom against lower strikeout guys but i mean he is 3400 and has power upside but Jan gomes um very fair price tag today yeah i absolutely love the bellander call lefty lefty like what what a signing this guy has been good for him for getting the career back on track dude made himself a ton of money in this offseason i hope it comes from from my cubs um like he's kind of put the cubs in a position where they they almost have to resign him um, just as good as he's been, as well as it's worked out. The, the, he's just a perfect fit for this lineup. Um, he's up over 6K now, but he he's earned every bit of that along the way. Um, Manaya isn't going to be out there long, so maybe two at-bats against Manaya at most, but he's completely raked against lefties anyway. So love Bellinger, love paying up for him. I don't think many people are going to be doing that because they're going to be trying to get Braves in or what, whatever they're doing. Bellinger's just going to fall by by the wayside a little bit. Um, and I, I kind of like that the rest of these guys are priced up a little bit. I don't think they catch too much ownership here, especially if we don't know exactly who they're they're facing. Um, but if wind's blowing out, I'm I'm highly interested. I love the Jan Gomes call. Um, he's been incredible this year as well. I would sit out Patrick Wisdom. Um, like I sure he could hit two home runs and two at bats, but he's a guy that they've been pinch hitting for late. Like if there's even in a RBI situation they'll bring Madrigal in just because he strikes out so much. Uh, Wisdom has been getting pinch hit for quite a bit, uh, whether it's defensive replacement or they just need a little bit more contact in that spot. So I would skip Wisdom as well. Suzuki, I love that price for at, for him at 3500 especially if we get a couple of bats against the lefties. But yes, Cubs very very much in play. Even, like if it's 5 to 10 mile an hour wins, I'm I'm highly interested. And if, if it's 15 plus, then they're going to be one of my favorite stacks of the day. Yeah, and I mean, especially like if Junis does open, like Bellinger might get the right-handed pitcher to open this game. I mean, um, yeah. Bellinger typically hits fourth, so all you need is like one of these guys to get on base, and you know, there you go. He's potentially only seeing Mania once, maybe twice. So, Houston at Texas. <laughs> Sorry, every time. Um, no, no total in this game. It does sound like. Um, Eovaldi is going to be activated to pitch in this game, and then Valdez is pitching for Houston. So I expect it. I expect the total to be lower, probably like eight in this game. Um, Valdez ten one. Any interest against Texas? Oh man! Like I said, I've been trying to save as much money as I can at pitcher. Like just spending on on bats in the summer seems to be the right approach here. So I'm not sure how often I get to Valdez. It's a really tough matchup here against Texas. Um, he's 10-1. He's not an elite strikeout pitcher. Like, sure, he's in play for tournaments. He's he's one of the best real-life pitchers in baseball. He's He's been in solid form here recently. Uh, but he's more of a – you need some length out of him, and I'm just not sure that this is the spot where he's going to go out there and throw eight innings against a really good Texas offense. So I'm probably out for the most part. If I'm spending, I'm probably going to try to find a way to get to Cole against the Tigers. Uh, but I think in most of my lineups, I'll, I'll just be looking to save some money at pitcher. I think both of these guys, right? Um, 
Uh, just like really tough matchups for both of these guys. I don't have a ton of interest in the bats. I don't have a ton of interest in the pitching. I just this is just one of those games where I don't have a ton of interest in this game. I hope it's a really low scoring game. Hope there's like not a ton of fantasy scoring on any side of the ball. I just it's just really hard for me to be very excited about playing anybody from this game. Like anybody from this game. Yeah, on Eovaldi, he's coming back from the injured list, and I don't see that he has made a rehab start, so he could even potentially be limited here. Um, I'll have to do a little bit more digging on that, but he hasn't pitched in a major league game since July 18th, and I'm not seeing any any rehab starts, so he could be limited here, and there's no chance we'd be paying 10K for him against a a fully healthy Astros lineup now. The bats, I'm kind of with you. Like Both of these pitchers are really good real-life pitchers. they're both really good offenses, but they're they're expensive because of that. And I don't really want to pay up when when the matchup is not great. So I'm kind of out. I'm just just pretend that this game doesn't exist, pretty much. Yeah, I I mean I think he's going to be one of those guys that's definitely going to see a pitch count here. He's had a bullpen session. Um, did not do a minor league rehab. That's an excellent point. Um, I looked it up really quick while you were talking about it, but um, so just a bullpen session. So this might be one of those spots that um you've tried to find like Eovaldi outs on somewhere. Um, I don't know if like we'll get it in on sports books or if we'll get it on like pick em sites, but this might be one of those um, ones that we're looking for less than like um, Eovaldi outs here, because I, I don't know how deep he'll pitch into this game. I mean, he kind of has like a, a rubber arm, but I think he's more likely to throw five innings than seven in the spot. Yeah. I think he's more likely to throw 80 pitches than a hundred. Um, yeah, bats. Anything on either side? I, just, I I have just no interest in bats in this game. No, too much respect for for these pitchers. Like they're they're really good. I just I don't want to use them in DFS because neither one's a, a massive strikeout guy, and and the matchup is really tough. So um, no interest in bats. No interest in arms in this one. Baltimore out of LA taking on the Angels. Uh, nine total in this game. Baltimore a one forty five favorite. We got Kramer. And Dietmers facing off against any, each other. Um, any interest here in Dean Kramer? I do have some interest in Kramer here. Um, this Angels lineup is just <laughs> what a disaster for them. Um, it's it's gonna like they're the way they handled this Otani situation is gonna affect them long term. It's just it's a sad state of affairs. They they we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
let a couple people go on waivers now as well. So it's a depleted lineup. They're going to start taking looks at, at young hitters, which raises the strikeout potential. Like this lineup they rolled out on Monday night. <laughs> has, I mean, there's a ton of strikeouts in this lineup. Yeah. And Dean, Dean Kramer's actually been pretty solid this season. Um, not a huge strikeout guy, but he'll, he can give you some length. He's probably going to give you over 90 pitches. Um, you're looking at six, seven innings if things are going really well. And if he can get you five or six strikeouts in that, 8,600 is, is a little bit pricey, but I, I think there's upside here in this matchup with the Angels. I wish he was a little bit cheaper, but I think yeah. if he was cheaper, um, he'd Maybe be likely Chuck. to yeah be likely to be higher owned. So um, if Otani's out of the lineup again, I know he got scratched on Monday. So if he's out of the lineup again, just a huge upgrade um, to Kramer, in my opinion. So um, overall, interested for sure. Um, way more interested if we get no Otani today. A um, lot of young hitters, like you said, a uh, lot of. A lot of more, a lot more strikeout upside, and a lot of some of the young hitters they called up too are like right-handed. So um, I don't know how even how lefty they'll get here um, against Kramer. Uh, Reed Detmers on the other side, I can't do it. Baltimore has been phenomenal. Um, they've just, I mean, the organization has turned around so much over the last few years. But no real interest for me in this spot. Um, I definitely prefer left-handed pitching more against Baltimore, but. I mean, this is still a team that is top 10 in WRC plus against left-hand pitching this year. Yeah, it's too tough of a matchup for, for me to want to target Detmers. Like you said, Baltimore has been really good this season. Um, I can't do it either. His, like, his strikeouts have dipped so much and his walks have gone up so much recently that I, I think we have to look at Baltimore today. Like I, I think this is a stack that we have to be looking at today. Yeah, I, like Demers, it looked like he was really turning a corner this season. I don't know if he's hit a wall just with the innings pitch and it's fatigue and, and things like that, um, but just hasn't quite been like we were we were excited to play him a couple months ago. Uh, hasn't been the case here lately. Not, not great form. Uh, and Baltimore it has been outstanding. Um, even Gunnar Henderson, you, you play him lefty-lefty, but the real targets here, like Ryan Mountcastle has matched left-handed pitching his whole career. Love him at 4,600. Santander and Hayes are, have both been really good against lefties as well. Uh, Mullins is fine lefty-lefty. Rutschman, as a spend-up catcher, is, of course, in play as well. Uh, Westberg, a guy that I like to play against lefties. He has second base eligibility, which helps if Mateo's in there. Uh, certainly don't mind him. Guy with a bunch of speed. Uh, but, yeah, I, I like this Baltimore stack here quite a bit, especially with that that mid those mid-range trio of righties, Mountcastle, Santander, Hayes. Uh, Aaron Hicks, too, came back um, Monday from the IL and hit six, like, against the lefty. Aaron Hicks has been phenomenal from the right side of the plate throughout his career and is 2,500. So probably a pinch hit risk, let's be honest. Um, I would not be shocked if he gets pinch hit for, but I will say, like, he got four at-bats um, on Monday. So there you go. Uh, Angels, man. I... Oh, ah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, like, I, I'm not even doing it on purpose. It's just, you look at this lineup and you're like, how does it make any sense to play any of these guys? I mean, Kramer, when he struggles, it's typically more against left-handed hitters. Like 360 Woba against lefties this year has been way better against lefties recently, but it's more of matchups than anything else. Like Mickey Moniak, like why is this guy hitting seventh? Uh, it doesn't make any sense to me. 
Um, I mean, would you want to get Mustakis up there in the three hole or whatever? Like, it, I'm with Why you. Why is Ragnifo hitting third? Like, let's be it, honest. I mean, like, he has been hot here recently to give him a little bit of credit. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think he's he's some special hitter. I agree. I'd rather see Moniak up there. Um, like, Otani's obviously the guy you want to play, but why wouldn't they just walk him three times or four times? Like, there's just <laughs> no reason to to want to pitch to this guy. Um, the the rest of the lineup is completely uninspiring. And like, even Otani has been struggling. I just feel like the Angels, the the mojo is gone right now. So yeah. All right, we got Toronto at Oakland. We kind of talked about this yesterday because at the time we recorded, um, Waldachuk was the pitcher announced, but Bassett and Waldachuk eight and a half total. Blue Jays a two hundred five favorite here. Uh, Bassett, I I think he's the guy that if I'm spending some money on a pitcher, um, I'm going to Chris Bassett today. Yeah, it's the, the matchup against Oakland. It's it's the massive ballpark uh, upgrade. Uh, Oakland, one of the best pitchers parks in in baseball. Bassett has been up and down this year. Uh, revenge game for him. He he came up with Oakland. Uh, spent quite a few years there before he was eventually traded. As everybody get, is traded from Oakland, um, <laughs> ninety seven hundred a, a little bit too expensive, but it's it's the matchup, right? That's what we're chasing here. Oakland strikes out a ton. They don't offer a ton of power. And it's it's a fantastic ballpark to pick in, so to pitch in. Um, so ninety seven hundred feels a little pricey for Bassett, but the matchup makes up for it. Big leash. I mean, he has a, a great leash. So um, yeah, I mean, he's comfortable in this ballpark. Like you said, he pitched here yep. many many times. Um, Waldachuk. I've already given my thoughts on Waldachuk. I'll let you uh, let you give your thoughts here. So. Like, if we're trying to fit Braves, I can see the case for it just because of the ballpark. That said, Toronto's one of the best stacks on on the slate. Um, Like, 5,800 is the only reason we're even considering talking about this. Waldachuk has had his struggles. Um, He he is protected a little bit by this ballpark, but I I just – I don't see the upside here against Toronto. Toronto has struggled from a power perspective against lefties. So maybe you get lucky with with Babip um, and the ballpark being massive. Maybe he can squeak out five clean, semi clean innings. Maybe you get up a run or two and and gets you four or five strikeouts. Um, up, up limited upside, but the price is something to consider. It's not 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 anything to be excited about though. Biggest difference from yesterday to today was we didn't have Braves yesterday, and when we're trying to find someone under six K. Waldachuk has some strikeout ability. Like no one's gonna argue that. Like this is a guy that can strike right-handed and left-handed hitters out. So I, I think I don't have a I don't have a ton of interest in Waldachuk. But I think like if you're trying to make your Atlanta stack different, maybe you look at Waldachuk. Um, and just hope, like you said, maybe Babbitt. Like be, being in this ballpark, the, you know, can he keep the ball in the ballpark a little bit more? Um, he's done a better job at home this year. Shocking. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I think I think he's potentially in play. You don't love the matchup. Um, I mean, you do love the fact that, like, Chapman's not in the lineup right now. Bichette's not in the lineup right now. Um, Jansen's not in the lineup right now. So, like, that aspect helps for sure. Um just not a ton of power in this lineup against left-handed pitching this year. So maybe, maybe we, maybe I, sh- maybe we should like Waldachuk more. Like there's, there's just no strikeouts either. They put the ball in the bat, like bat yeah. on the ball a ton. Um, 
I don't know. Uh, he's cheap. He's cheap. He's throwing 90 plus pitches when he's pitching. Okay. I, I, I wouldn't tell you not to play him. Um, and I, I kind of disagree with Toronto being like a top stack. Like the more I look at these numbers, the more like they might beat him with like singles and doubles, but I don't know if they're going to hit a ton of home runs off him in this spot. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about because I, I wrote up Toronto in top stacks for on Monday thinking it was going to be wall to Chuck. They were facing and as I'm doing, it's like, man, these these ISOs are not not great here. Um, I believe it's like uh, Davis Schneider has been incredible since he's been called up. But if you take him out of the lineup, Whit Merrifield is the guy that leads the, the Toronto Blue Jays in ISO against lefties. With Bichette and Chapman and Jansen on the IL, those three guys have been their best hitters against lefties. Um, but with those guys out, it's been Whit Merrifield as their top power hitter. When we're talking about Whit Merrifield and power <laughs> in the same sentence, that's not good. Um, like Springer struggled, uh, Vlad has struggled. It's just been, it's wild how, how much these big Toronto bats have struggled against lefties this year. Um, but I did, I do think that's why Waldachuk is in play. That said, like George Springer has crushed lefties his entire career. I just can't imagine this is going to continue. Um, I, I'd like him to get back on track. I mentioned David Schneider. He's been just destroying lefties since his call up. He is second base eligibility. Love that. Uh, Merrifield has some speed upside to go with that team leading ISO of his um, also second base eligible. Uh, it's, it's not a great ballpark. Like it, we know home runs are going to be tough to come by, but it is also it's Oakland. Uh, Waldachuk is nothing to be terrified of. And we know that we can target the bullpen as well. Uh, so like Toronto's in play, but the ballpark is, is a ding to them for sure. And just what they've been doing against lefties, this group from a power perspective is, is not all, all that enticing. Yeah, I mean, Springer dealt with some injuries last year. I was looking at his numbers the other day. He has uh, 25 home runs. He had 25 home runs last year in 133 games. Um, Monday was was 130, and he's at 17. His power has dipped a ton. His ISO is at a um, like career low at 145. His OPS is at a career low. So, I mean, he just he really hasn't had like the power this year. And like, what's weird? Two, when I was looking at like digging into Springer's numbers, like his hard hit rate is actually not bad. So just weird. Uh, Oakland bats, any interest in Oakland against Bassett? Uh, lefties. I think that's what you're looking at here. Bassett has, has massive splits um, and there's some cheap lefties. So I, I think you can certainly look to guys like Ryan Noda, um, Seth Brown, uh, Lawrence Butler is a, a guy who's almost minimum price, big time power. Um, that's, that's really all I'm looking at. Probably just trying to find a home run here with the lefty. Exactly. My thoughts. Um, I could, I could see using them as like a three man mini stack for like, if I'm, if I'm not playing Bassett and I'm not trying to like go super cheap at pitcher when I'm stacking, like one of these high end teams, like Cubs or Braves, I could see like using Brown and Noda and Kemp and just attacking some of these cheap lefties, um, Butler, like you mentioned. So yeah, I agree. All right, Colorado at Arizona, Freeland and Fayette facing off against each other in this one. Nine total, Diamondbacks a 200 favorite. Um, let's talk Freeland first. Any interest in him in this spot? No interest in Freeland. Um, he's really cheap, but Arizona just doesn't strike out. I guess if you're – he's in the Waldachuk range, so I guess we probably need to make that comparison. I just – like, what world does Kyle Freeland put up a, a DFS, like, usable score um, 15 is would like you'd be thrilled with 15 points, but I'm just looking through the game logs here. He doesn't hit 15 points very often. 
this this Arizona lineup doesn't strike out. Lots of contact. So um, I think if I'm throwing darts at the bottom of the, the salary range here, I'd, I'd go wall to chuck over Freeland. I agree. I'd go wall to chuck over Freeland too, and I'm not a huge wall to chuck guy, but I agree 100% with that. I think I'd play Manaya before I'd play Freeland. Like I'd, I would attack the strikeouts from Manaya. Like Freeland's just not a strikeout guy. Um, Merrill Kelly absolutely dominated the Rockies on Monday <laughs> night um, or Monday. I think he had like 11 or 12 strikeouts. He had a, a, a baller game. I love Fiat today. He's probably my favorite point per dollar pitcher on the slate. Um, I think he's an extremely talented pitcher. Talked about him a bunch in that Cincinnati start um, week and a half ago. Face the Dodgers last time out. I mean, it's really hard to play anybody, especially right against the Dodgers. Like, I love this spot for Fiat today. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. 6900 is a, a great price tag. Uh, a matchup against Colorado outside of Coors Field. That's something that we love. They strike out a ton um, there. I mean, obviously, the, the ballpark downgrade is a, a huge factor. But Colorado just stinks. That's, that's kind of what it is. And Fiat is, is really starting to put some things together here. A um, couple of really strong, strong starts in a row. And then he got the Dodgers. Who, I mean, we can't fault anybody for struggling against the Dodgers. So um, looked really good against Cincinnati. Looked really good against San Diego. Um, even fa- facing them in back-to-back starts. So feel like Fott is is really starting to find something here late in his rookie season. You mentioned that, like the pedigree is there. This is a, a, a fantastic pitching prospect. He's 6,900 in one of the best matchups we can ask for. Absolutely all about it. I mean, you could pair him with like Singer and, you know, probably get like three or four expensive Braves. Um, probably like what my main bill would be today. Um, I know it's early, so I don't want to like commit, but I'm saying um, definitely what I was looking at like pre-show. So uh, Colorado, 28% strikeout rate over the last 30 days, highest in baseball. Um, they're just this lineup. You look at it. I was looking on plate IQ and it made me go look it up really quick because I mean, McMahon's at 29 on the season. Jones is at 33. Rogers is at 31. Uh, Montiero, 37. Goodman, 39. And Doyle, 34%. I mean, just honestly, it's just they're striking out at such a massive clip right now that, like, this guy is just too cheap for this matchup. Um, And we're going to say that a lot here in the last month of baseball season. We're going to talk about pitchers just being too cheap against Colorado. Every start, it feels like, so... Uh, Rockies bats. I got nothing, man. Uh, this team is just not a team. I'm, I'm likely going to be playing a lot of hitters from if you want to, if you like last piece in Nolan Jones, he'd be like the only guy that I think you could play from Colorado. Yeah. I don't mind the, the Nolan Jones call. Um, but yeah, like there's just not a ton of upside. McMahon is okay too, I guess, if you want to throw like a, a little two man together, but nobody's excited to play Charlie Blackman outside of course field. Um, Hunter Goodman uh, doesn't have catcher eligibility anymore and his price has, has come up. So, yeah, I mean, it's really only Jones and I'll, I'll throw McMahon out there too as a guy I wouldn't mind rostering, but certainly not someone I'm seeking out and I'm not stacking at all. Man, if you plug in like Olsen, Riley, Acuna, it's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I mean, no joke. Uh, those those three guys together make it so impossible to stack Atlanta. All right. Uh, Arizona bats. Freeland's a great matchup. Um, I think that, you know, this is a spot. It's good to see Christian Walker was back in the lineup on Monday with the elbow. Um I mean, I definitely don't mind targeting some of these uh, right-handed bats for Arizona. 
yeah, Christian Walker is the one that, that jumps off the page. We we always love him against lefties. Freeland just doesn't doesn't have the strikeout stuff to be able to get it by him. So love Walker for a home run in the spot. Um, Marte is another guy who has just smashed lefties. Tommy Pham is cheap. Love that. He should be hitting in the middle of this order. Guriel's actually been better against righties, but I don't mind him against the lefties. He's he's plenty cheap. 3800 is a fair price for Guriel, even, even though he's been a little better against righties. Um, and then from there, I mean, like I, I'm not excited to play Carroll at 5,800 against the lefty, but everyone's going to feel that way. So if you want to differentiate an Arizona stack to play some chalk pitching or something like that, I don't, I don't mind Carroll. Uh, but Walker and Marte, the two, the two favorites by a good margin, and then love saving some money with Bam. Yeah, I don't really have a ton to add. I don't think they'll be that popular today. Um, Longoria is really cheap too. If you need. Um a third baseman that has a little bit of pop against left-handed pitching like Longoria is 2,900 Montiero is 2,800 or he's on the other side. Just kidding. Um, Marino, Marino, I, I yeah. click, I clicked Marino and I said Montiero, <laughs> uh, 2.7 K catcher could be a good pivot off of young Gomes. I think young Gomes would get a pretty good amount of ownership today. Um, so don't hate that. Philadelphia at San Diego is where we finish up eight and a half total. The Phillies, a one twenty favorites. We have Lorenzen against Avilia. Um, any interest here in Michael Lorenzen? He's nine K. I don't love that. Um, I would have some interest if he was a little bit cheaper. Uh, he gets San Diego who has been hit or miss, whether they're a tough matchup or not. Uh, they, they tend to disappear a lot. I think gutless is the term that some people like to use. Like, I'm just not excited to pay 9K for Michael Lorenzen, even if the Padres do struggle at times. Um, like, I think you would need eight, like him to go out and have one of those eight, nine inning starts, which he has he's done a couple of times in the second half of the season here. Um, but he's not an elite strikeout guy. It's a, a tougher matchup against San Diego, and he's priced up to 9K, so I'm not terribly excited about it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you look at this team, man, and they just they're 65 and 74. What is going on? It's like, yeah, know, I mean, just doesn't make any sense. You look at how good this lineup is, and it just doesn't make any sense. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, overall, I wish they would have enticed us with Lorenzo at like 7k today. Yeah, I, I would be interested there. I mean, if it, it's the price, and it's strictly a price thing for me. I think he can he can have success in this matchup. I'm just I'm worried about upside paying off a 9k price tag. Yeah, me too. Um I will say like if you're building 150, I would I would have some in Lorenzen exposure in a 150 build. Um Avila on the other side of this game, any interest in him here at 6300? Another guy who's really cheap. I think it's similar to the the Baldachuk play. You're you're not excited about it. He's probably going to give up multiple runs against a tough Philly team. It is a big ballpark downgrade for Philly going out to, out to San Diego. Um, Pro teams have millions to spend and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, 
thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. I mean, it's nothing but a price play. Like if you have the extra money to get up from all the chuck, I don't... I don't even know if I would do it then. Like I, I think I'd rather take shots on Waldachuk. Um, like he's not going to go deep into the game. He's been right around that 78, 77 pitches his last two times out. So you're you're looking at 80, 85 at, at most. And I don't even think he's a guy they're necessarily trying to stretch out. Like they're, they're just like, give me two times through the order and we're good. Like th- thanks for your service. Have an, have a seat on the bench. So it's it's the upside is very limited here for Avila. Um, Philly's a great offense, tough matchup. His um his home run to five ball ratio like jumps off the page to me. Like this is a guy that was giving up two home runs per nine last year. Um in triple A and major league baseball. Like just hit his numbers doesn't they just don't add up for me. Um when I was looking at his home run per nine. Like he is more of a ground ball guy, but man, this is a guy like just waiting to give up a bunch of home runs. I'm just saying it. I'm being honest. I think he's just waiting to give up a bunch of home runs. I don't have a ton of interest at 6,300. I think he could do worse. Um, he does have some strikeout ability, but the pitch count worries me. Like you said, he's a two through and out kind of guy. Um, Yeah, I mean, the Philadelphia Bats, Schwarber and Harper, Turner, like those guys are phenomenal in any matchup. Stott has been fantastic this season. Like he's been one of the biggest like surprises this year. I think he has like 13, 14 home runs, something like that. Um, he's just been super solid. I think Philly is an interesting, like low owned stack today. I don't think they're like a full end stack. I think you try to get like maybe one or two of the expensive guys and then try to find some value um, and make maybe like a four, four type of build. Um, they did sign Jake cave, right? Didn't that happen? Or he came back from injury or something? Like he's on this roster and he has power against right-handed pitching as well. Yep, yep that that is accurate. I, I like that call. Um, so you mentioned Avila's ground balls, and that's how he's been trying to have success here and, and limit the home runs. But Schwarber and Harper are two of the best fly ball hitters in in baseball. So I've, I've liked Cave this is too, I like this too, right? Isn't Cave like a big fly ball? Extreme guy fly too? ball. I think you're correct there. Yep. So I like that call. Um, he was really cheap too, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah twenty five hundred. Really lo- love that call of Cave. Um, Marsh, I think, is a little bit too ground ball heavy to want to target him. Um, I'd, and I'd have to check on Stott. But Schwarber and Harper, I, I love the spot for them. Um. I don't know if I want a full stack here just because of the pricing, and I'm a little concerned about the the upside with the ballpark. Um, but I, I love chasing home runs with with the guys that we've already talked about: Harper, Schwarber, Cave. Wouldn't wouldn't call you crazy for for chasing a Stott or a Marsh either. Stott is a um, ground ball guy. Yeah, for what it's worth, it's a so tough spot for him. Yeah, I don't think I'd take shots on him, but um, Harper's been hitting the ball on the ground a lot more this year too, which is kind of weird for him, but. We know notoriously throughout his career, he's been a, a fly ball guy. Um, and Jake Cave is a huge fly ball guy, by the way. Yeah. So, 
Uh, San Diego bats against Lorenzen. I mean, they're like the talent is there. Um, I, I just when I'm ranking like top end stacks at like these prices, like San Diego doesn't make the top three for me today, kind of thing. Yeah, I, not for me either. Um, I don't like it's just been like Lorenzen, I have respect for. I think he's a, a an above average pitcher, not a great pitcher, but an above average pitcher. Um, and it's just been a real, real struggle here for, for San Diego. I'm never excited to play guys like Bogarts and um, Soto. Like Soto just walks too much. I, I do like this spot for Soto, but 5,600 for a guy who might get walked twice is, is tough. Um, Kim, I prefer against lefties. His price is up. He's had a fantastic year, but I prefer him against lefties. It's in, I mean, when we're talking Tatis and Machado, we're getting pretty close to Braves pricing here. Um, Gary Sanchez is a cheaper catcher, mid-range catcher. If you want to try to find a home run there, um, that's about it. I don't think it's a stack for me against Lorenzen um, and, and just because of the pricing. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we will get out of here under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got today? Give me um, Brady Singer. Just love this matchup against the White Sox. Had a little bit of time off. Hopefully he comes back and, and has a full workload here and, and gets back to that form where it started to look like he was putting some things together earlier this summer. I'm going to go with Brandon Fiat. I think that this is one of the best like matchups on the slate. Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? Um, Give me... I will go... I feel like Hendricks is cheating. Um... I'm going to go Michael Lorenzen. I, I think this um, San Diego offense can get to him a little bit. Um, just a little bit too expensive. He probably gets right around that 15 mark, but I, I don't think he's a guy that goes out there and gets you 25 today, and, and it's going to be tough for him to find his way into my pool. So I wrote down two guys, um, and you didn't say either one of them. So I'm going to give them both out because usually you pick one. But Nathan Evaldi and Dylan Sees were the two that I wrote down today. Yeah, Evaldi um, with the pitch count is is a great call. Like, I mean, that he was the obvious one for sure. Over four K to hit a home run. Who's going yard today? Give me Ryan Mountcastle against Detmers. Like, anytime this guy's facing a lefty, I'm super interested. Um, Forty six hundred is a great price tag here. Uh, give me the guy that just is scorching. Give me Ronald Acuna Jr. Um, I know it's cheating. I don't care. <laughs> I want. Like he he's the top play on the slate for me. Um, it's yeah. just a, it's just a such a such a great spot that it just I mean I want to make it happen. I will say like Pete Alonso is in a phenomenal home run spot today. Um, don't forget about Pete Alonso today. It's all That's what I thought keep, you were going with. Like hammering it in people's heads, but um, Acuna, yeah, like Alonso is fourteen hundred dollars cheaper than Matt Olson today. <laughs> I, I'm just I just wanted to yeah. point that out, like. Uh, just wanted to point that out. Under 4K to get two hits. Who's getting two hits today? Give me Carter Keboom. He's been awesome against lefties, even even going back to his minors season this year. Um, and he's finally healthy. A very talented prospect once upon a time. Dealt with injuries. Matchup against Quintana. Not not terrified of that. Carter Keboom at, at 3,600. I'm going to go Michael Massey from Kansas City going up against Dylan Sees. Like the lefties against Sees. Um, they might, it might be not be the prettiest two hits, but he has been like getting some extra base hits recently. Um, and I like this, I like this spot for him today. I like the Royals. 
Stack the score, six or more runs. Who's getting the job done? Give me my Cubs. Uh, even if there's not a ton of win and it's only a gentle 10 mile an hour, I'm still h- highly interested in this spot for the Cubs. Hopefully the pitching situation and the lack of clarity there keeps them lower owned than they probably should be for this spot. Um, they're pr- they're priced up. So that's another thing that could help keep the ownership down a little bit. Uh, but I, I like this spot for the Cubs a ton. <laughs> oh yeah. Gotta love it. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I feel with the Cubbies right now. Um, I mean, I I'm gonna go Mets against Corbin. Um, always seems like a good bet. Like I love Lindor and Alonzo today. I think they're two of the best hitters on the slate. So give me Mets. Uh, Keith, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, no. Find find a way to get in some Braves. I guess I do have some final thoughts. Find a way to get in some Braves. Might have to make some sacrifices at pitching. Um, find some cheap bats, but. Fun little slate here. Next time I'm uh, with you, we'll be talking some NFL football. I am about to go start looking at week one. Um, I've done a ton of best balls. I've done a ton of research for the season in general, but now time to like specifically start looking at week one. So I always do this. I do this every year. I, on my initial research, I like build a team out and I throw it in, I think the, the Millie that both sites have like a $5 Millie. I throw it in there. And like, that's, I'd never touch the lineup throughout the week. And it's like my initial thoughts. And one year we were flying back from Vegas and Calvin Johnson caught two or three touchdowns. And I was so close to taking down the Millie. I finished like second in the $25 Q. And I think I finished like seventh in, it wasn't even a Millie back then, but it was like the big tournament. And, um, it was that team. So um, initial thoughts, man. Remember that. There, that's my Let's build you a winner wisdom. this week, this year. But that's my words of wisdom. <laughs> my words of wisdom are like your initial thoughts, like after all the research you've done in the off season. Um, probably a good one. Like you're gonna hear so much stuff throughout the week. Like your initial thoughts. We're gonna get out of here. Hope everyone has a fantastic Tuesday. We'll be back on Wednesday talking baseball. Have a good one. We'll see you then.